The Angels go 5-1 and one on their most recent homestand. Johnny, the question is, are they on the way up or are they beating beatable teams? Let's talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And we thank you for all those listeners and viewers that tune in all of the time, like King James 15. We're grateful for you. You can find us anywhere on your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and even on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Monday to you, and thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day you've got the Frisch Brothers here with you aka the Super Halo Bros my name is John and that's my brother Mike and my name is Mike and that's my brother John hey locked on everydayers join us every day this week as we recap each game of the series against the Texas Rangers it's a big week for the Halos they got four games in Texas and these are games that they're going to have to win or at least be competitive in Mike that's going to be a tough series but we're going to talk about each game after it happens and on today's show Let's look back at that Mariners series. It feels really good to get two out of three from the Mariners who have not gotten off to a strong start this season. However, they kind of look like that last year, and then we all know where they ended up. So it's important for us to take these games now and win them the way that they did. They took two out of three, Mike. Let's go back to Friday's game. Yeah, I got to go to that game, which was great. Sat in section 112. and That's why they won. Yes, Super Halo Brother power, baby. I got to say <laughs> hi to a couple of viewers and listeners, so it was great to meet you guys. Angels did win 5-4. to four. John, the big moment in this game was Anaheim's favorite Mickey, Mickey Moniak, hitting a two-run yeah. home run in the sixth inning. When he made contact, John, I yelled, Get out! I, yeah, I just I stood up and I think I scared my brother-in-law because he was like, whoa, he I because he jumped up with me. But it was such a great hit, and it's so good to see Mickey come through for us. Uh, Otani struggled on the mound, but not at the plate in this no. game, Johnny. As a hitter, he was a triple away from the cycle. This just seems to be a regular occurrence every time he's pitching. He gets he's, so close to that dang cycle. And it's absolutely. It's one thing away, and the last two times, I think it was a home run, and this time it was the triples. It's just, man, yeah, I want him to get it so bad. He will. He'll get it, right? As a pitcher, he's he's been struggling a bit. We shared some stats from April and from May when we recapped May, and his May pitching stats weren't bad, but they weren't really great. And in this one, Shohei numbers, yeah, right. He struggled in this one. Five innings, three earned, and uh, after the game, Shohei uh, via Ipe, uh, he has his interpreter. He said that he didn't really feel good today. He said up mm. until this point. I, I haven't really felt like I did last year. Uh, I was really good on the ma- mound last year, but today, especially today, I didn't feel as good. Johnny, his last eight starts have been really tough. 48 innings pitched, a 4.88 ERA, a 5.15 FIP, 11 home runs, and a 33.9 barreling percentage. Whew. Johnny, are you are you worried about Shohei? When it comes to Shohei Otani, I think that he's going to be the first one to figure out what's going on. But I'm, I'm interested, in, I want to dig into that quote more of, of I haven't really felt like I did last year when I was really good on the mound. I didn't feel as good today, especially. I, I wonder if, if that's body, if it's mm. mindset. I mean, comfortable, or maybe it's kind of a, a, a simple point of like, yeah, I just haven't been doing good this year. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering, you know, to drill into that quote a little bit more, I wonder if what's going on with Shohei, maybe it's a matter of like not feeling like he can execute 
his pitches as well. Mike, I know everybody's up in arms about the sweeper, and he gave up a home run on the sweeper, but I think it was shortly before that home run was an excellent strikeout on that sweeper. I just think perhaps he needs a little bit more strategy in when and how he uses it because he's really relying on it a lot, almost like somebody's fastball, right? Right. I mean, your your main pitch as a pitcher and your bread and butter is going to be your fastball. And and that's the pitch that just kind of carries you through the game and then you play off of that with your other pitches. So it just seems like the sweeper is his fastball, so to speak, in the sense that he uses it a lot. And I just have to imagine... I wonder if that has to do with like arm health. I wonder if it's mm. it feels good versus throwing really hard with a fastball or even the splitter, which you know can endanger your fingers and give you blisters and make you miss a start. Mike, we talk about it all the time. Uh, do, do the Angels feel pressure to get Otani and Trout to the playoffs? I think Shohei feels pressure to get Shohei to the to sure. the playoffs, right? Sure. And so maybe he's just kind of thinking long term about his arm and and not wanting to miss a start, and what's healthiest for him. So that's kind of what I think about Shohei on the mound so far. Yeah, do you think that maybe the book is out on him? Like, maybe people have kind of figured him out a bit. I know that you said, and I believe you, and I believe it when I see it as well from Shohei, he's the king of adjustments. But I wonder if if there is a book out on him, like, they're kind of seeing a rhythm. You and I watch every game. I haven't seen a, a, a rhythm of, like, He's throwing this pitch all the time in this situation, but you know that there's metrics on that stuff. Do you think mm-hmm. that opposing teams maybe have some sort of sense as to, okay, Shohei's going to throw this pitch in this moment. Shohei's going to throw that pitch in that moment, and the likelihood of him changing that rhythm is slim. I don't think so. I think that the location has been bad. He just has That's not true. been locating yeah. his pitches. So when Shohei does make a mistake, it's a it's a hanging sweeper over the middle of the plate, or it's a fastball that – you know, it, while hard to hit because it's coming in at 99, if you time it right, you can hit it out. So I, I just think it's it's location for him. Huh. And again, that goes back to him maybe not feeling as good, maybe not able to locate, maybe not able to execute. I really think it has everything to do with uh, location. Yeah. Speaking of pitching, John, bullpen was huge in this game. And Jacob Webb was the hero of this yeah, game. Yeah, how about that Because guy? he had to come in for Joyce. We'll talk about Joyce in a minute. But... When he came in, it was it was kind of nerve-wracking because we weren't sure what he was going to be able to do. He went two innings, didn't give up any runs. In fact, when he came in his second inning, I thought it was actually Chris Davinsky until I looked up at the number <laughs> and went, oh, that's still Jacob Webb. Still and he, he dominated. And then how about Sam Bachman, John? I know. Bachman looks like he has figured some things out. and not that he strikes. Was not, yeah, not that he was needing to figure some things out, but he was walking a lot of guys. Yeah. But you're right. He's really attacking that strike zone. And then Carlos Estevez, he struggled. I was nervous. Mike Ford, former angel, got got us, I, right? Like I, I knew Mike Ford was going to get a home run in that moment. That's, I knew that's it. Just, I knew it. Right? I knew it. Typical yeah. angels moment in that moment. And, and here's the thing about Carlos. At this point, it was 17 straight converted saves. I know. And we, we know that there's going to be a moment where either he – gets really close to blowing it or he does blow it like to to go perfect for the entire year would be awesome but the but that's kind of an anomaly and so when this happened there was kind of a sense in my heart like ah dang it this this sucks this is it but then when he walked the guy and then the guy got to second base he just shifted into a different gear and i loved his interview with erica weston after the game or maybe it was trent rush one of the two and and he said watch out for us like we're a good Mm -hmm. team and we're mm-hmm. coming. And I think that a part of what you see earlier from Jacob Webb and even Sam Bachman, 
I'm wondering if Carlos Estevez is more of that bullpen leader, not just because he's been performing on the field, but he's actually helping these guys to be bulldogs and helping these guys to go after the strike zone. Because when Estevez got into trouble, he was like, okay, I'm over this. And he just started throwing some heat, you know? Yeah, I'd follow that guy. He's like, what, six foot seven, just the big old dude. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'd take that. I'd follow that guy. Do whatever he says. Yeah. (laughs) Intimidated. The big story here was was Ben Joyce coming out yes. of the game left yeah. with what they said was finger irritation, and we all went, "What's finger irritation?" Like maybe mean- blister. I thought yeah. it was a blister because I was looking <laughs> at him rubbing his fingers in between each throw, and so my wife and I and our our my sister in law brother in law were there. We're like. I wonder if he's getting a blister because he's throwing mm-hmm. 102, 103. And so I, I thought maybe that was it initially. Yeah, it, it said it. He said it went numb. And the good news is that they got uh, the news after Saturday's game that the ligament is intact. It's a nerve issue. Nevin's really happy with the results there. Yeah. I, I tweeted out and, and I saw that you saw this, but. Um, I don't appreciate you starting a wave Shut right after Ben mouth. Joyce comes Shut out. Shut your mouth. And Jacob Webb's trying to keep <laughs> the game tied, and there's you and your family going, Woo! And, and I'm like, come on, Mike, why'd you do that for? I was the um, only one in my section that did not get up. In fact, I, <laughs> I, I, my wife the second time around didn't get up either because she could tell. I was like, we don't, we don't do the wave right now. Ben Joyce yeah. is hurt, and we've got, we've got a new guy out there, and and it's tension filled, and we do not do the wave. And then I texted you and I said I did not participate in that wave, <laughs> not at all. John, it was so great to watch Zach Neto live. And oh, yeah. this last week, I got to watch him a couple of times. We went to a couple of games. But that play in the eighth inning, when the runner was coming from second to third, and Neto can't get it to first because he's mm-hmm. deep in the hole, and you know he's probably not going to get the runner. And he just has a split-second decision to make, and he makes the decision to throw it to Rendon, and then Rendon tags the runner out. That was such a remarkable play, and it's yeah. why he's so valuable to this team. Absolutely. Yeah. Just tons of heads up plays for Zach Neto. We're going to need him to play well this week because the angels are playing the Rangers five Oh five Pacific time. It's going to be Tyler Anderson versus Dane Dunning. Somebody that the angels have gotten to in the past, but Dane Dunning has stepped up for this angels rotate or this Rangers rotation. So we got to be careful when facing him and try to get to him early. You can catch every pitch of the angels hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Just search angels and coming up on locked on angels we're getting to game two and game three and what the heck is going on with these umpires we'll talk about it coming right up locked on angels is brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit it's the same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head to ebay motors with the ebay guarantee fit You can be sure that every part that you get fits just right the first time around. All you do is add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check mark, and then you'll know that that part actually fits perfectly or your money back. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right price on ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, and the eBay guarantee fit only is available to U.S. customers. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, join us every day this week as we recap each game against the Texas Rangers. It's going to be a tough one. 
The Rangers and the Angels are going at it 5.05 Pacific time tonight. They are in Texas, so it's going to be a little bit earlier for us here on the West Coast. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Johnny, on Saturday, the Angels lost 6-2. to two. It was not Shohei Otani's fault because he was <laughs> right. big in that game. Hit a big two-run home run, got the game close again, which was great, his 18th. But the moment that everyone was talking about was when he oh. had runners at second and first and it, it was a it was a Taylor Ward situation, right? Like it was going to load the bases. It was going to be a good moment, and then that low and outside strike, which Shohei will swing at, and that umpires have been notorious calling a strike. Mm-hmm. Phil Cuzzy decides in the fifth inning that he's going to call that a strike. <laughs> doesn't even hesitate. Immediately yeah. calls it a strike. He was going to call and it a strike no matter what. It, like absolutely. he was ready to ring him up. Yeah, absolutely. And Shohei is the most honorable, respectful ball player I have ever seen. And Shohei waved his hand and went, "No, yeah. no, no." And then he, had he some, walked he had some off. Colorful language. Yeah, when he out. walked <laughs> off, walked past, which is smart. After he walked by, he had some colorful language. And then I love that it was like for Phil Nevin, it was that moment of him going. I'm going to go out there. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Well, and he got he got thrown out before uh, he even left the dugout. Right. He didn't even yeah. leave the dugout, and because he threw him out. That's so right. he was like, oh, you're going to throw me out now? Well, now I'm going to get in your face. And yeah. I think Phil Cuzzy had to change his pants after Phil Nevin <laughs> got in his face, man. I would. I mean, Phil was... <laughs> Phil was hot, man. Oh, he was yeah. so mad. And and rightly so, because we've had now two situations where that could have been a momentum shift in, in the like game. In like a week and a half, too. Right. And it's so, it's so, so stupid, which you and I, and you tweeted this out, I think, from Super Halo Brothers, but uh, we, you know, the robot umps sign, right? Because th- this is just getting ridiculous. And it's not just us. It's happening to other teams as well. Right. You know what I appreciate, though, is Wayne Randazzo on the TV side. Oh, yeah. Wayne Dazzler. did it. He, he on, on Saturday and then on Sunday had a comment about the, the terrible replay calls and that terrible strike three. He said, nobody comes to watch the umpire. Um, <laughs> nobody comes. No. And, and I love that. I, there are actually people who come to watch the umpire, Mike. I call them the uh, the hall monitor fans, the ones uh-huh. who are the – they were the hall monitors growing up in their elementary schools, and they told on the other kids. No running in the hall. And, and then uh, I call them the screenshot mafia because anytime you make a point on Twitter, somebody's always got a screenshot of something, and yep. this time it was – Actually, the automated strike zone would have called it a would have called it a strike. And like, get out of here! Like, you want to watch the umpires? Go buy yourself an MLB hat. Go put right. a mask on and go to the games. Right. You can cheer on Phil Cuzzy all you want. Get out of my mentions. I don't need to talk to you. Like, good grief. Yeah, yeah. Nerds. That was frustrating. I I love I love Wayne. I'm I'm glad that he calls it out. And he's I know he's, he's, he's respectful, hot. but he does it in a way that goes nobody cares. And then on Sunday, that replay that took forever. He was like, that's why this isn't going to go our way because it's taking forever because it's yeah. very obvious that this play goes our way. But it, are we talking about it, that play in the next segment? Cause I think we need to talk about, Oh, it. we're totally going to talk about okay, that. Good. <laughs> now let's talk about Sandoval, Johnny, because uh, he's your boy. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Yes. Five innings, 10 hits, Johnny, five runs, eight K's and threw 102 pitches. This was yet another thing about that momentum killing uh, strike three call. Like last week, when the Astros and the Angels were playing in Houston, Taylor Ward, obviously that ball was way too low to be a called strike. But here's the thing. The Angels had so many chances to get runners in scoring position and drive them in against a guy making his very first start yeah. for the Astros. Or maybe yeah. it was his second start. I'm trying to remember. But then the same thing on Saturday night. Sandoval did not put us in a position to, <laughs> to win this game very well. I mean, 10 hits. Right. That guy was getting... 
dunk, 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 right. dunk. Like they're all over the place. Uh, five innings pitch, 10 hits, five runs, eight Ks, 102 pitches. Mike, he's, he's not spotting his pitches. And, and when he puts the ball in a part of the zone that could be effective, he doesn't have the velo for that spot. That's great so yeah. if you're trying to, you know, if you're throwing a fastball and you're trying to get a guy to swing up because the the fastball is up in the strike zone, it got hit hard because he yep. just wasn't delivering on that. Um, Sandoval had this to say. He said, it sucks. It sucks to stop the momentum that we had going. I've got to make some more adjustments and be better in game at making adjustments. Yeah. I think that's fine. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Like he wears the weight of, Hey, we had some momentum rolling into this game. Like we just swept the Cubs. We took game one on Friday and he would have loved to have win game two. So again, going back to that annoying call from the umpire, it kind of, it, I mean, it would have been a momentum changer for sure. Yeah. Oh, but for sure. We just were not in a position, uh, thanks to Sandy, to make a difference all throughout this game. That was a, that, you want moments like that to go your way. Like you want to have a momentum changer. I fully believe in if a team is cruising and you're, you're getting to the pitcher on the mound and you have a potential bases loaded situation, Mike Trout's coming up yet again, kind of like how it was for Taylor Ward. It could have been a difference maker. Unfortunately, I just think that we were kind of playing from behind anyway, just because of how much Sandoval struggled. I am glad to see that he's wanting to make adjustments. At least he recognizes that, right? Yeah. And the interesting thing about him and Reed is last year, it seemed like they were willing to make those adjustments and they were willing to actually do what's necessary. I'm not saying that they're not willing this year, but it just seems like they're struggling with that jump from Mm -hmm. where we're at to where we need to be. And in that game, it just, it, it, it was constant. It was constant contact and nothing like incredibly, incredibly hard. The exit velo wasn't massive, but they did, they did find the holes. And and that's the thing that I think is, is frustrating because Sandy's a good pitcher and 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 the Mariners team average is not great. No. And they just, they just, they just dinked and ducked and you know, dinky dude, as you call it, like that's, (laughs) that's exactly what they did against Sandoval. And, And it's frustrating because he's one of those guys that we're really counting on. It's, it's interesting to me when we look at how this rotation is set up right now, isn't it fascinating? We'll talk about Griffin Canning in the next segment, but that him and Jaime Berea and Shohei, that's like one, two, three right now as in the best, as the best pitchers in the Angels yeah. starting rotation, right? No kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the Angels uh, d- were not able to get the win on Saturday, but that all changed on Sunday. We'll talk about that coming up. It was a 9-4 to four victory on Sunday for the Halos, and that was a great win because it was a series win, which is yeah. what we always need. And they it was our it. fourth win against the Mariners, only two losses. And while the Mariners are down, we got to take advantage of that because they are behind us in, in the race. And what was great about this, Johnny, is it actually put us within a game and a half of Houston. And even though we lost those three of four, we've been able to get those games back, which mm-hmm. is so exciting. And 6-4 and four in May, John, Zach uh, Zach Neto had a really great game. His first career two homer game. Yeah. He's got five on the season. And then we talked about Griffin Canning last segment. He's been one of our best pitchers. He's five and two right now. Five yeah. innings, seven hits, four runs, seven Ks, 101 pitches. 
John, why has he been so effective? Is it because of the runs scored for him and he's able to throw his pitches? What, what do you think it is with Canning right now? I look back at his last couple of games and, and there were times where he did have a lead, but even in like that game against the Astros, didn't really get a lead until later in the game. And then I think about uh, the Boston game, he really kept them, held them scoreless and the Angels were able to kind of tack on a run here and there as the game went on. Mike, it's separation of speeds on his mm. stuff. He's throwing his fastball, 96. His changeup is coming in there like 89, 91. And then his slider is coming in there around the same speed. And and that's been Griffin Canning's problem in the past. And I talked about this on Friday because of how Reed Detmers was struggling. And somebody asked about Reed Detmers struggling. And it, it has to do with the separation of the speeds and mm-hmm. how Griffin Canning ran into the same thing. He had a slider that was a really high velo slider and it ended up feeling more like a cutter. So rather than playing a fastball and the slider off of each other, you're kind of throwing similar pitches at similar speeds. Yes, the slider has movement, but you get a bunch more spin. You get a bunch more rotation if that slider is coming in a lot slower. So when you're throwing it hard, it doesn't break as much, it doesn't spin as much, and it's a lot tighter, which is can be fine. And actually, Reed Detmers was able to kind of mix the speed of his slider uh, against the Cubs. And so we saw him throw a very soft slider and then sometimes a very hard slider. But that was the issue with Griffin Canning all these years, and Reed Detmers has run into it this year. you got to have separation of speeds between your fastball and and your off-speed stuff. And I honestly believe that's why Griffin Canning has been pitching so well. He's got that changeup working for him, man. The 7Ks on that game. I know that he didn't get very far into the game. I know it was five innings. Qualified for the win and got the win, which is great. But uh, yeah, just seeing him be effective, it makes me really happy. It kind of makes me wonder, since he's a little bit older than Sandy and Reed Detmers, and it's taken him a few years to really kind of figure things out and even working through those injuries, kind of wonder if that's the destination for guys like Sandoval Hmm. and Reed Detmers as well. Should have been five and a third innings, John, because he got an out at second base. Jared Walsh picks up the ball, (laughs) throws to second, throws it high. Zach Neto does some acrobatics, touches the edge of the bag, and they call him safe. So they call New York, and Manfred answers the phone and says, "What (laughs) personally, right? What team is it? The Angels? Oh, no, he's he's definitely safe, right? Yeah. And and that's the stupid thing about that call, and we mentioned it in the last segment. Wayne Rondazzo calls it out. Because it took a long time, we knew that it wasn't going to go the Angels' way. And our buddy Andrew from Angels Top Plays on Twitter actually gave a great side-by-side view of two different angles. And he was out. That runner was out by by a few inches. Does somebody, like, all due respect to Andrew, he's a good friend of ours, some person on Twitter should not be able to do a better job than the the dweeb umpires in New York City who have all camera angles. MLB MLB needs to call Andrew and have him figure it out, right? Yeah, no kidding. The fact that they couldn't get that right was was ridiculous. What are you looking at? I mean, it was a bigger bag, too. Neto would have missed the bag last year because it was a smaller bag. He got the edge of it, and the fact that they're like, oh, I can't really tell. You have all of the angles. Why do you have replay why do you have replay if you if you don't have all the angles and you can't get it right and everybody saw that it was right even even on the tv side they said that the seattle play-by-play guys looked over at wayne and gooby and went what was that about like how (laughs) how did they get that wrong how does the call stand on that which which was fascinating to me and obviously the entire stadium was like this is ridiculous that you're calling him safe 
just unbelievable. But listen, uh, the, the fact is, is that there's a hero in this game, and his name is Jose Soriano. Mike. Good grief, and, that guy's good. And he had two scoreless innings, and the biggest thing is that he helped save Carlos Estevez from having to go out there and save the game because of the add-on runs, because Brandon Drury got an RBI, and Zach Neto had his second home run of the game. So they were able to actually bring in Jimmy Herget who was just recalled. We actually had Gerardo Reyes on Saturday. He was sent back down. Jimmy Herget, the fresh arm, comes up, and he was able to finish out the game and save Carlos Estevez for a really tough Ranger series this yeah. week. But Jose Soriano cracks me up because he he looks like a deer in the headlights. He's got this look on his face like, oh, boy, here we go. But, man, he just is electric out there. Yep. Throws like 99, man, and he's throwing hard, and I'm really impressed with him so far. So, like like we were saying, the add-on runs from Brandon Drury and Zach Neto toward the end of the game were so helpful. And then, Mike, how about Trouty getting a sacrifice fly Finally, and also right? getting that base hit the other direction? Guys, it's not regression. It's yeah. not old age. Yeah. The guy needs to work on his timing. He's way off on his timing. We talked about this before in the sense that the foul balls indicate a lack of timing, whether it's late, whether it's early. He's got to square it up. He's got to get shorter to the bat. You know, we've seen some great swings from Mike Trout over the years, and in the way that he's able to shorten up and hit baseballs, we're just not seeing that right now. So yeah. I think that he's going to be fine. I hopefully think that he's found his stride, especially going into Texas, Mike. Good news is that we're winning, and Mike Trout is struggling, and we're right? five and one in the last six games, and this is fantastic and so this is why you go and get depth it's why Shohei Otani is on the team because Shohei can help carry that and so we hope that if the momentum shifts that Mike Trout can actually for a couple of weeks maybe even a month offensively help carry this team and mm -hmm. you know that he has that in him John it's interesting to watch Angels Twitter and and the conversations around Angels Twitter with other fans from other teams because when we sweep the Cubs, well, they're a bad team and you should do that. And then with with the Mariners, well, there's always a well, right? I know. And I so know. The, how the deep question, is that well? Because exactly. I'm well, for some people, it. it's really really deep. The question <laughs> is, are, are the Angels on the way up, or are they just beating beatable teams? What are your thoughts? Both. You have to yeah. you have to beat beatable teams, and you have to. Again, ride momentum. There's no there's no X momentum on Statcast. There's no momentum yeah. <laughs> percentile <laughs> rankings, right? But you got to ride the momentum of number one. You beat Houston on the way out of Houston. You could have been swept. You didn't get swept. You took one game out of four, right? That's great. Then you come into town. You roll over the Cubs, and it's a great great games all around. Good performances all around. Like you you have to build upon something. Mm -hmm. You've got to build upon beating bad teams. And then you come in and you have an AL West rival who don't count them out because they started out like this last year, Mike, and they yeah. have all the capabilities of doing it again. So we're going to want these games right now. So yeah. it's great that we took two out of three from the Mariners. Well, and Luis Castillo is a great pitcher. Yeah, and that's, the not Angels, a, that's not a beatable pitcher. The Angels without Mike Trout. I mean, Trout struggled against Castillo on Friday, and the Angels beat him mickey moniac beat him and yeah. so that's Logan, that's what i Logan. love about about this team is that he he's not a trash pitcher he is yeah. a great pitcher and the angels were able to get five runs off of him logan gilbert is also a great yes. pitcher and they yeah. got to him for six runs and yep. so he actually struggled uh uh not his last time out i think it was before that the padres beat up on him and then he had like a seven inning game 
and then he got beat up again in this one. And we all know Logan Gilbert's a good pitcher, and he's had success against the Angels. So we just <laughs> dry up those wells because we're tired yeah. of hearing about the wells. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Remember, the Angels play the Rangers tonight at 5.05 Pacific time. They're only a game and a half out of that third wild card spot, and they're only, I think, what, four or five games, maybe more than that, off the check. But they're, they are trailing the Rangers. It'd be great to get a split in this. It'd be great to win this series. This is a really pivotal series, and so this game will be really, really great to watch. You can catch every pitch of this game on the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts, unless you're a umpire hall monitor. Just then scoot on out of here. Go back well, to class. Well, you know, what happened was... Well, <laughs> Actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> and if you're watching on YouTube, get into our comments. We love having conversation with you there as well. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? All right, Johnny, is it time for Walshy to be sent down and work on some things? He's mm. struggling. You can see that. And so tomorrow on Lockdown Angels, we're going to look at some of the key factors that would indicate if Walshy should stay or if he should go and work on some things. We'll talk about that tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. We hope you'll come back and join us for that. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here for more Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels.